my number five is because of you. That is the band Black Braid mm. with their album Black Braid One. So did you know that this is a solo project, actually? Or is, I shouldn't say that. it's a solo songwriter and a solo project, but he's like brought other people in to like contribute to it. I but did. He, I I really tried to dive into this band after hearing this album. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. So he's he's out of the Adirondack Mountains in New York, which my understanding is kind of like uh um a reservation i guess I, I don't know enough about it. i don't know if you dove into it more um but he's kind of writing black metal in the depths of the mountains which is pretty interesting <laughs> yes which i think made it sound so good mm-hmm. i was very very impressed with how it sounded yeah production score did get the highest for me yeah one from a from just a in terms of a black metal the genre in general mm-hmm. black metal infamously does not sound great and this was very concise mm-hmm. and yeah really interesting i just thought this the songwriting was was on point really cool use of the kind of like the native instruments really cool like little instrumental breaks this this reminded me of um sunbather from deaf heaven a little bit Mm, of how it was laid out and i mean i just i thought it was brilliant to be honest i listened to it quite a few times Mm -hmm. yeah this one got a total i guess we'll go through the scores now because we're in the top five hey um vocals i gave a 4.6 okay so this is where yeah like from a subjective standpoint black metal doesn't really grab me the same way so i have a hard time listening to the vocals in black metal because they just continually sound the same to me doesn't Mm -hmm. sound like there's inflection or anything um which may be wrong or or uninformed but i gave vocals a three for that reason oh wow okay yeah, I thought as far as black metal vocalists go, like this this guy, man, person. <laughs> yeah. Like with the right maybe he doesn't want to be big. Maybe he just wants to make music that he likes, but like he's I think he, he's already up there with some of the better black metal bands out there in my opinion, just from mm-hmm. this release. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, guitars I gave 4.2 drums I gave 4.5 yeah and and like I say for me I just I personally am really far off from liking black metal and so I find that it's it just drones on like it just sounds like the same thing over and over again and so like while the riff itself or while the the drum line itself is hard to do doing it for an entire album doesn't impress me you know what i mean like it's like mm-hmm. a one trick pony mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's kind of yeah my take hot take on black metal there yeah I mean, that's usually how I feel about black metal, but this one kept me engaged. Cool. Like usually I can get, I get sick of black metal pretty quick, but this one I could just listen to through the album the whole time. Uh, Writing 4.8. Wow. That's a high writing score. Lyrics were really good. Song structures were really good. Nothing felt too long in my opinion Mm -hmm. i just yeah i don't know let's be impressed very cool uh writing i did give a four because i agree i liked the lyrics i did go and look into them 
and I did like the use of different instruments and like a like you say the album actually I did listen to the whole thing which doesn't often happen with black metal for me yeah I mean like it wasn't too long like 36 minutes mm-hmm. um also barefoot ghost dance on blood soaked soil is maybe one of the best song names I've ever heard in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Something about that. Also, the artwork is super cool. Yeah, I really like the artwork. I looked, I don't, I don't think he's pressed it onto vinyl, but I've looked everywhere. But when, when this person does, you better believe I'm going to try and nab a copy. Uh, production, I gave 4.7. Again, I gave for, 4.1. For black metal, I thought it was quite good. Cool, cool. And then, uh, yeah, repeat four. 2.5. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, overall, though, I, I would say that I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what else he comes up with. Oh, me too. Yeah. So 27.3 was my final score. <laughs> uh, 21 from me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, boy. Number four, hey? Um, yeah. That was one I actually wasn't surprised at at all. I figured you would really like that album. Where did so that I, fall for you then? Number 11. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My number four is Machine Head. Same with the album of kingdom and crown uh i'm just gonna come out right out and say it this is the best album machine head has ever done totally yep agreed uh they yeah this was different than blind guardian in the in the way of like i was going into this album expecting one thing from machine head and throughout some of the songs, you definitely got that. But yeah, they kind of hit a new stride with like their writing and their like guitar melodies were on point. Um his vocals sounded great. I think his vocals lot- are the best vocals I've heard from them. Like I last last episode I mentioned that machine head vocals never really grabbed me, and <laughs> this totally grabbed me. Yeah, it was it was it was very well put together. Um, again, maybe a smidge long. Mm-hmm. It tracks in at exactly an hour, but yeah, it was one of those ones where, like, at first listen, it, it felt a little long, but as I listened to it again, it stopped feeling as long. Um, this was also one of the albums that when I put it on shuffle. There was a there was like two songs in a row where I was like, shit, this song is really good. And it was they were both from this album. Yeah, cool. Um, I really wish they didn't stylize their songs with all those crossed out O's. <laughs> oh, you too. But hey. other than that, <laughs> I really liked it. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I don't know what to say. I, I was just, I was very, I was super impressed. I, yeah, I didn't expect to like a Machine Head album this much, which I can say the same for another album coming up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, agreed on both of those fronts. Uh, the, this, uh, this band's from Oakland, California in the USA. And, uh, I agree on all of the things that you said. <laughs> I've got nothing else to add of value, though. Um, all that being said, my 
my scores all hovered in around like the the low fours. Okay. So um I gave vocals a four point one. Uh three point nine for me. Okay. Uh guitars I gave four point three. Uh four. And drums I also gave four point three. I gave three point six for drums. I found them a little bit a little bit boring. Uh four point two for the writing. Uh, 3.9 for me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 4.3 for production. I uh, just gave a straight four for production. Okay. And a four for the re- repeat. And I gave four for repeat as well. Okay. Well, what was your final score? 20... 20- Oh, it got a green. Did get a green. Uh, 23.4 for me. Everything from number seven on has gotten a green. Okay. Okay. Not necessarily because the score, just like I would, like, they're going to be in the conversation, I think, for top one hundo. Yeah. Cool. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Number three. I'm only putting this number three because the number two. Uh, and do I put this number three? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, number three, becoming the archetype. Wow. This other one made it higher than I thought it would, but yeah, cool. Number three, becoming the archetype is also my number three. Children of the Great Extinction. Uh, this is the band's first album in 10 years. And let me say, they did not disappoint. Nope. Um, they, they're from Atlanta, Georgia. Did you know that they had a whole bunch of band names, but Demon Hunter was actually who convinced them to become the archetype? I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was reading about them. They're huh. uh, they're considered Christian metal as well. Yes, yeah. they are on solid state. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah this this album was just filled with little gems, in my opinion. Um, the guitar was a very standout for me. I listened to this album a couple times like through the through the headphones and if you really focus on what the guitar player is doing there is some just insane stuff going on insane riffage super yeah. cool guitars definitely scored the highest for me yeah um by a long shot yeah, my lowest score was vocals because there was some some moments of the of the heavies that I didn't love, mm-hmm. but I really liked the the some of the cleans. Um, yeah, this was just a very cool album. I'm pretty sure it's a concept record, so I'm I want to dive into that a little more. But yeah, this. This is this was this was this was nice. <laughs> this was my nice. uh my lowest score is tied between production and repeat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, the production was a little dirty. Yeah, to me it sounds like Solid State hasn't updated their methods since the early 2000s hmm. is what it, it sounds like it, yeah like it sounded like and again maybe this is what they're going for but like it's their first album in 10 years but it but it sounded like it came out 10 years ago yeah exactly yeah it was it was interesting um okay well let's go through the uh let's go through the things so yeah i gave vocals a 4.2 
Um, I gave vocals <sighs> a four. Okay. Uh, guitars, I gave 4.8. 4.6 for me. Yeah, they were, man, freaking. Yeah. I want to see some playthroughs. This, it, man, super good. Immediately, those, those stood out to me. I was just like, man, this guy is just ripping. Totally. Also, please come to Vancouver. Uh, drums, 4.6. Mm, I gave 3.8 on the drums. Okay. Yeah. Again, I found them a little bit like standard. Nothing really stood out for me. Mm. Uh, writing, 4.4. 4.1. 4.1. Um. Yeah, production was the lowest. Uh, of uh, even four. I gave three point seven on the production. Okay, and then four point five for repeat. Three point seven again for repeat. Okay, so yeah, twenty six point five was my final score. Okay, twenty three point nine was mine. Okay. Uh, my album number two. This has a lower score than becoming the archetype. And the only reason why I put it ahead of becoming the archetype, I think it's it's just that that shock value factor. Mm, I know which one you're talking about, and it shocked yeah. me too. Yeah, and of course we were talking about the new album from Megadeth with the sick, the dying, and the dead. <laughs> uh, much like Machine Head. Uh, this is easily the best Megadeth has sounded in 15 years. Agreed. Like easily. Um, yeah. Dave Mustaine's voice is like actually tolerable. <laughs> yeah. Like vocals still got my lowest score. Yeah. Um, Because there's not a lot of like range there. Yeah, but at the same time, like I mean, the the dude just got over cancer, oh, and did he? I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah, and I think that I think what I appreciated about it is I is I don't think he was. Per, I mean, maybe he physically can't do it, but I think he's purposely trying to stay within a certain range for his vocals. Yeah, and it kind of sounds like he wrote songs that were suited to that right um that yeah that's just the impression i got um yeah overall yeah i haven't enjoyed a megadeth album this much for in in recent memory really yeah i don't i can't i can't say that i've ever enjoyed a megadeth album and this one i did enjoy hmm. yeah i really liked their i really liked like their big two that everyone talks about the rust mm-hmm. in peace and the and the uh the other one yeah for me like thrash metal has just never really grabbed me either right so it's kind of one of those things yeah uh peace sells but who's buying right part of that just insane for 1986 year of releases <laughs> yeah um yeah and i i like i liked this album so much that it made me go back and and listen to some old megadeth yeah and it's interesting the difference like obviously production wise you're going to get a difference and but like his his vocals almost sound better and then maybe it's because he's not trying so hard. I don't know. I don't know what's different, but some something clicked as soon as I started hearing it. And I was like, why does he sound, even though he just still doesn't sound like great, but I was like, why does he sound so much better than I remember? <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's a, uh, like I say, most of the times when I'm listening to Megadeth one, I don't love that thrash metal genre. And two, I've never really liked Dave's voice. And this album, like I say, his voice was tolerable, and I thought that the the musicality and the writing on it was like way above previous ones, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, 
I've I've always been, and I think you are too. I've always been like in that classic battle. I've always been Metallica over Megadeth. Yes. Yeah. But this was a lot better than Metallica's last album. Yes. Than Hardwired to Self Destruct. There, there was it was it was really cool. Again, my my only thing was that it started to feel long. Fourteen songs over an hour for me, but I've just kept going back to it. And I'm curious if you have a favorite song because there's one song on here that sticks out to me that I. It's the first thing I put on anytime I go and list back and listen to this album. Um, I didn't listen to it that many times, but I'd say the ones like just looking at it, I'd say that either Soldier On or the title the title track, The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead are the ones that stand out to me. Mm-hmm. Soldier On is great. Um, Night Stalkers. Oh, number th- Oh, with Ice T. Yeah. <laughs> That chorus is so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just man, it just gets me fired up. <laughs> um, yeah. And where did Ice T come from? I didn't even know he was still around. <laughs> I don't know. Um, this album has also made me even consider something I usually would never consider again. Okay. Because Megadeth is so bad live. The two times I've <laughs> sort of seen them yeah but like you, if they came around yeah if they came around and their and their show wasn't that expensive and the the openers were good mm-hmm. i'd go okay just yeah. to hear some of these songs live and i'd be very curious to hear what he sounds like live now. totally yeah i've only seen them live once and the thing i remember is that the sound guy was just bad all i could hear was kick drum like you couldn't hear anything yeah. but kick drum and i was like i just i have to leave was that the one with children about them it was yeah in in megadeth's defense every band sounded like shit that night if i remember <laughs> yeah but like uh in flames sounded really good children about them was okay oh, yeah. um in flames that was still the my favorite light show i've ever seen was that in flame show man i've been seeing some videos of their tour that they're doing right now live mm-hmm. and your comment holds up it looks like a good time yeah yeah sweet and i wonder why the heck they're not coming anywhere near us so who knows yeah it makes me sad um sorry i'm just looking up megadeth tour dates right now i don't They've announced all their Eastern dates. Man, they're playing like full on. They're playing full on arenas in the States. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I wish they would come here. I wish they were more appreciated here, honestly. Yeah, uh, it looks like they've only announced an Eastern leg. Okay. So there's probably more stuff coming. But yeah, I yeah, I'm I was impressed. Let's go over the scores. We're getting Let's long here. Yep. Like if it was sorry, as I say that, oh I guess they did a oh no, that's still all Eastern run. This the this this tour they did though Megadeth Lamb of God Trivium and In Flames yeah mm-hmm. I'm going to that if that comes near here yeah that's fair um, uh, so I'll, I'll tell you that this Megadeth album it fell number six for me so I I knew we'd be a little bit diverged on this but uh, yeah as per the previous comments on my opinions on slot on thrash that's kind of where still me. higher than I expected it to be yeah exactly. Uh, vocals I gave 3.7 3.6 guitars I gave 4.4 4.2 the guy can play guitar (laughs) yes he can definitely play guitar like there's some super cool riffs in there Uh, also the bass was very good it stood out 
which is not very common. Yeah. Uh, drums, I gave 4.3. Uh, 3.9 for me. Okay. 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 Um, writing, I gave 4.3. <laughs> Uh, I gave 3.8 for writing. Mm-hmm. Um, production, I'm interested in your score with this. Uh, I gave 4.5. I gave 4.1. Okay. Yeah, I thought, again, like with the bass and stuff, like everything stood out and you could hear everything really well. Mm-hmm. The drums sounded great. Uh, and then yeah, repeat. I gave a four, uh, three for me. Okay, so yeah, twenty five point three. Okay, and twenty two point six for me. Twenty two point six. Yeah, and did I tell you? Album. Yeah, which is really high. Like I'm not sure I'd score any other Megadeth album that high. Uh, did not. I tell you they're from Los Angeles, in California? You didn't tell me that, but I knew that. Okay, did these viewers? listeners no i'm not sure probably they 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 do now they do now okay so what this means is our number one is the same i figured (laughs) i mean come on like (laughs) i'll admit when i listened to this album through the first time yeah i was a little underwhelmed hmm and I will get into that. I may as okay. well get into it now. But let's let's tell the people what we're talking about. The people yep. and their will of the people. <laughs> that was confusing. <laughs> yep. Uh, that is the uh, that is the band Muse with the album Will of the People. The Adam McCall Podcast is sponsored by Canadiana Music. Nadiana Music is a new company in Southern Alberta that is built to drive the community supporting local artists and songwriters. Keep a tab on Nadiana Music to hear about information for local artists' upcoming events and sponsorship options. Nadiana Music is also a fully equipped production company with a professional recording studio located in the beautiful Turner Valley. Reach out from their website at www.nadianamusic.com for any production or recording needs. Mention the Adam and Kyle podcast to receive 10% off of the label for your next event or recording. Follow Canadiana Music at Canadiana Music on social media. Check the show notes below for links. Uh, these guys are from Tainmouth, Devon in England. What did you just call me? Tainmouth. Tainmouth? <laughs> Tainmouth, yeah. Gross. I'm sure they've never heard that one before. <laughs> Um, here's the reason why I was underwhelmed the first time I listened to it. Um, this, this album, I think I need to pull up the track listing here. This, this fell victim a little bit upon first listen to the singles being the best songs in the album when i first went through it um i still think won't stand down is one of the best songs in the album yes yeah but you you hear uh i only heard will won't stand down and compliance Hmm. so two of the four singles that came out um and i listened to will of the people but i didn't listen to anything beyond that so i listened to three of the four okay yeah and yeah i I think you hear won't stand down and you're expecting a certain something, mm-hmm. but then you hear compliance and you're like, okay, this is a lot different. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just, I was a little, I was just a little let down on first listen. Cause I was like thinking one thing and it was a completely different thing, but then listening through the album through and there's just so much to unpack yeah uh it's interesting like you you brought up the the singles so compliance i didn't really like when we listened to it as a single 
and Will of the People, I thought was a ripoff of Marilyn Manson the first time I heard it. Uh, but within the context of the album, I actually think that those two tracks are a fantastic opening tracks. They are. They really prepare you for the rest of the album. And so I think that those shouldn't have been released as singles, personally. Mm-hmm. Because they yeah. really were a letdown compared to Won't Stand Down. Yeah, like I, I get the decision, like especially for putting out Won't Stand Down as the first single. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm sure you and I are not the only ones. Like that got me pumped for a new album. Oh, totally. Like you're just like, okay, Muse has never sounded this heavy until you listen to Killer Be Killed, which we'll get to. Yeah. But yeah, it's just I don't I don't know. I can't I can't put a finger on it. They just they they did something right. This is this is probably and by probably I mean definitely their best album since Black Holes and Revelations. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Um I can't call it the best Muse album of all time, but I can pretty comfortably put it top three. Okay. Okay. Um, we'll go through the scores. There's certain tracks that we need to talk about because, like, <laughs> man. This basically had everything you want in a Muse album. It had this. It had the, some just insanely heavy tracks. It had some really cool, like operatic, fun parts. It had some in crazy good guitar riffs. It had some like just Matt and his piano standalone songs, mm-hmm. and then it had just some super funky wild it's weird it like all the songs separately sound very different from each other and they're it's kind of all over the map but it somehow comes together as a really great album yeah Uh, this is one of the only albums i listen to over and over again man this has this has top i don't know i'm gonna say top 10 potential of the year Wow. It's that good. It's so good. I love Muse. <laughs> uh, let's go scores. Yes. This one scored very, <laughs> very high. <laughs> okay. What'd you give vocals? 4.7. Uh, 4.6 for me. Um, guitars. I included bass in this. Okay. Five. Wow, very nice. Uh, I gave 4.2. Okay. Do you have anything to say about a five? Those don't come out very often. Um, Christopher Wollstenholm is probably the best bass player out there that no one really talks about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he's the... Everyone talks about like Matt, and I'm pretty sure he's the principal songwriter. Yeah. I would. I would argue that their bass player is one of the more talented musicians in the band. Mm-hmm. That point. guy, yep. some of those bass riffs mm-hmm. are just so good. And it looks like he's not even trying. <laughs> that's yeah, that's totally fair. Um, a lot of this has to do with creativity. I think when you, uh, like obviously the guitars themselves have a specific sound that you're expecting, but he still somehow finds a way to just make these really creative riffs and things that you've never heard. It's true. That I That's one of the reasons I like Muse. And Muse is actually a band that had to grow on me over time. Originally, I didn't like them. I didn't find them very accessible. But over time, they are definitely someone who uh, are a band that really pushes the boundaries on what it means to make a riff. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, drums was my lowest score. I gave them 4.2. Uh, yeah, I gave them a four, and that was also my lowest score. Yeah. Like, he's just there. He sits in the pocket well, but... Yep. Nothing... Yep. The The guitars outshine them in every, in every album, in my opinion. Yes, yeah. Uh, writing, I gave a 4.6. Uh, 4.5 for me. Okay. Um, production, 4.8. Uh, four point six. Yeah, that like I mean, <laughs> yeah, oh, they yeah. always they always sound incredible. Um, yeah, repeat. I gave a five. Uh, four point four. Yeah, I just kept going back over and over and over. Uh, total score twenty eight point three. <laughs> I gave twenty six point three. Yeah, which uh, yeah just really great it really stands out as number one this week for sure um can we please talk about we mentioned a couple songs we know about won't stand down can we please talk about track six seven and ten real quick yes so i've never heard a song like you make me feel like it's halloween no it's Rather kind of got news or from anyone yeah it's got like well it's got halloween vibes like it really suits the name of the song really but yeah and then the groove is just something else mm-hmm. it's just super fun I, I that was that was one song when i listened through i was like i don't like this it was kind of like this is their this is almost like their little piece of heaven. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, I don't like this at all. And then I kept going. I just kept, it got in my head and I kept going back and listening to it. And now I'm just like, I'm in love with it. Yeah, I agree uh, completely. It, it. I just listened to it within the context of the album. But the first time I was like, I looked at it and I was like, this is weird. And I, I don't know. How I feel about it. Yeah. If you want weird, watch the music video. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kill or be killed. Um, so Muse did a death growl. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know what else to say. Didn't expect that. Uh, that no. was some of the heaviest riffs and maybe the heaviest song they've ever done, ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's it's really good, super catchy. Um, we have to talk about we are fucking fucked. <laughs> what a <laughs> what a song. Um, yeah. It's a it's not what I was expecting for from that name, but it's a great way to end an album. <laughs> it is a great way to end an album, and it 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 it's it's a good way to end lyric wise. Yeah, because it kind of yep. ties everything together that they've been trying to put out there in this album. Yeah, like the whole the whole album is is very much a commentary, and and you're absolutely right. Oh, at the yeah. end, they're like they're like fuck this, we're out. Like we're all fucking yep. fucked. Just deal with it. Yeah, and for a song that's only three and a half minutes long, there's there's so much in there, mm-hmm. and like that little build up and stuff at the end, and yeah, it's just it was it was super cool this is one of those albums that like every any ask me any other day and i will probably have a different favorite song (laughs) fair enough yeah uh my only thought on this album was uh the ghosts song how can i move on lyrically didn't fit like it fit in the flow of the album but lyrically it was kind of like more of a love song it felt like Whereas the rest of the albums felt like more of a a commentary on like society. Yeah, for sure. Um, we have some breaking news. Oh, has nothing to do with music at all, but I just saw it and it probably should be brought up. Uh, queen Elizabeth just passed away. Oh, okay. At 96 years old, 70 year reign. 
is what, is, what does news. that mean? That is big news. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that means. I don't know who's. I get so confused with like the whole like hierarchy, the royal like, family. Who's yeah. <laughs> who's the next heir? Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Chelsea. <laughs> I guess Chelsea can hear me. <laughs> she just texted me. She says, Charles. <laughs> Charles is the next heir. Thanks, babe. Yeah. Thanks, babe. <laughs> That's hilarious. Just Charles. <laughs> All right. We got it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. She's our fact checker. Yes. I figured she would know what was going on. She pays attention to that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm, that's big news. That is big news. Um. Anyway, uh, I have some honorable mentions. So we've, we've got to wrap this up. This might be a two-parter. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Sorry. Actually, one thing I forgot to mention right at the beginning for your music news, but um, Taylor Swift announced a new album. I was I was going to mention that, and then I forgot. <laughs> and and I was going to mention it, and then I forgot. So now I'm remembering. But um, her new album, Midnight's, is coming out. It's It sounds very interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you read the little description? Yeah, that it was about... She wrote it all about nights that she was basically up all night and what she was pondering or dealing with. Yeah, and... Um... If the if the album cover that she put out is what the album cover is, I'm very very cool album cover. Um, I mean, say what you want about her. There's no denying that this girl can freaking write a song like almost no one out there. Oh, absolutely. Um, I oh, I just I, I just looked up the album cover. It is like old school. I love it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm like genuinely curious. I. I actually really. Maybe not really enjoyed, but I actually like enjoyed the her last two albums when she went like, kind of more full acousticy. Yeah, me too. She's a great like folk <laughs> artist. Yeah, and uh, so this will be interesting to hear how this sounds. I hope the lyrics aren't too like angsty sad yeah sad girl yeah. super depressive um yeah but it comes out october 21st so a section out far for us to listen to it yeah i think it'll sound cool i was saying to chelsea when uh she and she announced this album that like this would never ever happen because she's so huge mm-hmm. but like i would i don't i don't think i'd ever go see her live in like an arena setting because one it would be just insanely expensive but if she ever did like a run of shows where she did like an intimate couple thousand cap room with like mm-hmm. her and a guitar and some instruments i'd be all over that totally yeah i think it'd be phenomenal but yeah i mean that'll never happen because she's massive totally. i feel the same way about john mayer yeah that's fair but um, uh, yeah. Sorry to derail your honorable mentions. I just remembered that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bring this up before the honorable mentions. The I've I meant to do this at the top of the show, and I might even edit this so that this is at the top of the show. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I have to talk about the Taylor Swift or the Taylor <laughs> Hawkins tribute concert. Oh yeah, I forgot about that, but I I didn't get a chance to watch it. Was it? I just saw some of the clips, some of the highlight reels. It was it was unbe- it was unbelievable. All six hours of it. Yeah. It went six hours long. Oof. Um there's there's so many highlights. I could maybe do an entire episode just on the highlights. Yeah. And the like I cried like three times. <laughs> <laughs> um some highlights and i'm sure these videos are going around i think the one that everyone keeps talking about which wasn't my favorite highlight but the one that's getting all the buzz is the foo fighters playing with taylor hawkins son Mm -hmm. shane yeah he played my hero with them which was super cool 
that is super cool and what a great song too i mean yeah that moment i figured that was going to happen um yeah the 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 rolling guests it was it was set up really well so like they would just bring out all these musicians and like they played like normal songs Mm -hmm. but like you'll never besides their show in la you'll never ever get a collection of this caliber of musicians in one area ever again i don't think right i imagine that it's all like different session players and artists that taylor hawkins has played with through the years is that kind of that was kind of the idea yeah pretty much yeah yeah like just people that were all associated with him or just like wanted like had played with him or were friends with him and right um the one of the coolest ones for me was them crooked vultures played together for the first time in 12 years Mm. oh yeah uh so like josh hame from queens of stone age and john paul jones from zeppelin they played they played uh a couple songs um so that was really cool to see uh rush came out or was left of rush played um a couple songs with dave Grohl on drums so it's like when are you ever gonna see that again yeah that's super cool also dave Grohl can hold his own and play rush songs on drums which honestly i didn't expect no like i've always liked him but like he played yyz and killed it no shit eh yeah um they brought out uh lars ulrich and brian johnson from acdc and did a couple songs with them yeah and then but yeah the best part was definitely at the end the foos played 10 songs like they're all all foo songs but just with rotating drummers which at first was weird because you're like watching the foo fighters play without taylor hawkins for the first time right um like they had travis barker on they had rufus taylor that is uh roger taylor from queen's son mm-hmm and I'll get back to him in a second. Okay. And then, of course, Shane Hawkins. And then the show ended with just Dave Grohl and an acoustic guitar playing Everlong. Yeah. Which was just, like, super moving. Mm-hmm. And, like, he... I don't know if you saw the other clip of him just, like, breaking down in tears yeah. in one with of the songs. Times like these. Yeah. So yeah. just, like super powerful um it reminded me a lot of uh the gord downey um tragically hip last concert right like just really raw emotion yeah exactly um i'm i'm very curious to to see where there goes i think actually i don't even know if dave grohl knows where the Mm -hmm. food fighters are going to go from here i have many thoughts which we can potentially talk about later because it's either one they just stop mm-hmm. the foos stop and like maybe they'll still make music in other, in other places project. but who knows yeah. um selfishly i'd like to see them again mm-hmm. with a new drummer it's not unusual obviously for band members to pass away and them getting replaced mm-hmm um if that does happen one of two things could be cool they they do that kind of rotating thing and like every time they go on tour or make an album maybe they just bring out a different session player mm-hmm. and kind of just rotate that way um i mean there's people out there thinking that shane hawkins is gonna end up taking over for drums but like he's like he's, he's 16 not- years old yeah I doubt that's going to happen. I would be really surprised if that. I happened. would be shocked as well. Yeah. Um, maybe when he's like 22 or 24, like maybe, <laughs> but yeah. not at 16. I think and that'd be irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing that I think could happen, and I brought up Roger or Rufus Taylor, who is Roger Taylor's son. He played a couple songs with the, with the foos in that set. Mm-hmm. Um, First of all, you had to do a double take because he's like 
skinny, long blonde hair. Yeah. Kind of looks and plays like Taylor Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Um, the age is right. The talent's there. The fit is right. And I have a feeling that if they were ever going to announce a full-time replacement, it could be him. Okay. Okay. Uh, that would be my prediction. And I wouldn't be upset about that, I don't think. I think it'll still be a couple years away. They'll do these, they'll do this other tribute show at the end of September in LA, which now looking back, I really wish I got a ticket to. But I looked again and now instead of them being five hundred dollars a piece, they're five thousand dollars a piece. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of money. Oof. Um yeah, I think it's a few years out still, and I'm sure there'll be some sort of like hiatus but part of me wouldn't be surprised that they would announce a replacement and i would be willing to bet it would be him mm-hmm. cool that's all i have to say about that um but yeah it was just a it was just a stunning tribute and it was yeah it was really good and i'll probably watch the other one <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, all let's say uh that. Let's uh, do these honorable mentions and also, jeez, oh, yeah. and uh, like let's rip through. There's just one we can rip through the singles, but there's just one single I want to take a moment with. Okay, are you ready to type fast? Yes, first, I have to spell this out for you. Speaking of fast, uh, first band they're called Rivera R E V A I R A, they're a metalcore band out of Germany first debut ep called journey okay very good highly recommend um another ep i have three eps on this list another ep band called tropic gold ep is called do you feel it um i don't know how to describe this band but i liked it (laughs) okay uh, EP number three. Um, we've talked about this band before on the podcast. You didn't like this album. I loved this album, and they have a new EP, and that is Axty, the A X T Y band from yeah. Brazil. What's Their the EP, EP is called Roses for You. Um, I really liked this EP. You would. Uh, a band called Thought Crimes. That's all one word because you know. Why not? Why not? Uh, their album called Altered Pasts. Pasts. Yeah. Came out August twenty sixth. Um, this is a former drummer of the Dillinger Escape Plan. So you kind of know what you're getting yourself into there. Um. Speaking of the Dillinger escape plan, the this band is called the Callous Dow Boys. Um, the album is called Celebrity Therapist. Um, did you ever listen to Dillinger Escape Plan much? No. So well, like, en- they're like to know that they never really grabbed me. Yeah, like they're super, super like chaotic and all over the place and like yeah, kind of being crazy for the sake of crazy. This is this band is Dillinger Escape Plan with actual melody. Okay, cool. They're pretty interesting. Uh, another band, Tiny Moving Parts, uh, a self-released, self-titled album. The album is called Tiny Moving Parts. Um, a just amazing album artwork. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's super. That's what grabbed me. I was like, I have to hear what this sounds like. Um, do you remember Colorado? Yes. In that vein. Okay. Uh, so I'm just, I grabbed, I went quickly on Apple Music and checked out their album artwork. For those listening, it is a, a GLT sandwich. That would be guitar, lettuce, and tomato. <laughs> yes. With tiny moving parts written in mayonnaise on the neck. (laughs) (laughs) 
is so good. I'd love that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't expect you to ever listen to this album. This is a, this is some really crazy black metal, but it was, it was actually quite good. This is the band Batushka. Okay. With their album Maria. Maria, Maria. Maria. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's pretty wild, but it's decent stuff. My last honorable mention is the album that I think I saved it for last because it was a, a pretty big name that I totally forgot about and probably should have reviewed. Um, and it is quite good. Wouldn't have made it into my top five, but maybe like around eight or seven this week. Mm -hmm. That is our boy, Chris Turner, on the drums with his band Oceans 8 Alaska. Oh. And then their album Disparity came out on the 26th. And yeah, it is. It's good. It's whole. Oh, it's it's uh it's holy shit heavy but it's good <laughs> okay cool don't, cool, cool, don't cool. love their vocalist yeah uh but their instrumentals are very good um i forgot about one album announcement but it's coming out in 2023 okay that, that is the gorillas who cares with their album <laughs> Cracker Island. Um singles. Go. Uh okay, so sorry, one second. Cracker Island. Um that's an interesting band name considering yep. or album name considering the PC culture we live in right now. Because I learned mm. where the racial slur Didn't cracker came from for white man. I don't know if we want to talk about it, but I learned that it is because the white man snaps the whips or cracks the whips, and so we were called crackers. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's just awful. That's, at the same, it time. is bad. Yep, really bad. Holy, so okay, bold, bold move, gorillas. But we'll let you do you, I guess. <laughs> bold move, cotton. Yeah. Uh okay. Singles. Maybe they just live on an island of premium plus <laughs> that's it is possible it's just it's just saltines all around them <laughs> <laughs> let's hope that that's um, what they're going for <laughs> did you listen to all six of these singles i did listen to them and uh i was pleasantly surprised with the, all of them yeah except there's, except there's except run on i didn't like run on that much Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's the one that I thought you'd really like. I'm obsessed with that song. No, no, you're you're right. That one's the one that kind of sounds like the um that other band. It'll come to me later. It was the Red Fang one, Endless Sea that I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. Um the What's the run band? on are you thinking of uh oh what's that freaking guy's name? Um I can see it in my head the the Appalachian album Coulter Wall. I'm not thinking of Coulter Wall, but that is a very good good thought. Rise up, ting ting, like glitter and glitter and gold. That's the song I'm thinking. Of. Glitter and I just loved. I just. I'm thinking loved... of Barnes Courtney. Is who I'm thinking of. That's uh, that's the band name Barnes Courtney. Yes, <laughs> that's one of the worst band names I've ever heard in my life. Barnes yep. Courtney. Yep. Good God, I'm never I... going to listen to that just because that name sucks so much. I actually think it's. I think it's a person's name. So. Well. Sorry, Barnes. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. It's a British singer. It's it's a name. But the song that I was thinking of is Glitter and Gold. And this actually, this whole album is very, very good. It was released in 2017. You should listen to it if you want to. 
anyways i'll try yeah um yeah this run on single was one of my fa- like favorite songs i've heard in a, in a hot minute i mm-hmm. really liked how it felt and then just completely changed course mm-hmm. do you did you look into this guy i did not no are you ready for your mind to be blown yes jamie bauer is the actor that plays vecna on stranger things the blonde guy this is his band okay well that's pretty cool it's wild that's it's got that kind of creepy vibe to it too which is cool yeah um okay we don't need to talk about red fang i I was the same. I was very whelmed <laughs> by by it all. Yeah. Um, orbit culture. Uh, it was good. I liked it. I'm looking like I didn't like orbit culture from the beginning, but they're growing on me faster and faster. Uh, yeah. Very excited for this new album. They've announced a name. They just haven't announced a date yet, so okay. I don't know when it's coming out. Um. Yeah, they're moving their way up the ranks. This was uh, as a as a single. It was a little weak, in my opinion. It was very repetitive, so I'm very okay. curious to hear where it falls within the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing it's going to be either an opening track or like right in the middle. It's kind of got that vibe. Mm-hmm. Story of the year. Did you like that one? I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of got that like alternative punk vibe, which is just fun to listen to. Yeah. They're back. They're cool. Yeah. Um, I know you liked this song. Yeah. The Native Howl. Yeah. So this single. Destruction. Yeah. So this single actually sent me back into these guys' archives and distracted me from this week's ratings. (laughs) So I went and listened. I listened to them for like an entire day. It was so fun. They're cool. Yeah, they're very cool. I will Rash continue to listen grass to them. Is what they call themselves. Mm. Suits. Yeah, definitely suits. Yeah. Uh, this band was on that singing competition show that I brought up a couple times. Mm. Okay. The uh, Sumerian one, and I think they, I think they won. They should win something. Because they're whatever they're doing is new and they're doing it right. So, um, talk about a really cool and fun concert that's not coming anywhere near us. They are on tour right now with the Zach Brown Band, and that would be oh, amazing. That would be so fun. <sighs> Maybe we should do a road trip. <laughs> yeah, imagine going to see them in like Texas and just having like barbecue and drinking beers and partying with all these country people. That sounds like so much fun. That would be a blast. Yeah. Um, okay. We need to talk about moon people. <laughs> uh, it's a... Okay, so this is Devin Townsend's new single. It, yeah, off his upcoming 20-song album, Lightwork. Good Lord. Yeah, so I didn't really dive into this single because I know that there's going to be a whole album to digest soon enough. Um, yeah. So I can't say much besides it sounded like Devin Townsend and I knew I wasn't ready to just listen to a single. Yeah, this is the opening track. Um, this is going to be an uh, an interesting listen. The, the track list is out. It's 20 songs, an hour and 44 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Um so like I say, I'm not surprised from Devin Townsend with what he does. Yeah. He's from New Westminster in British Columbia. He's Canadian too. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Crazy, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm super pumped about this album. Um, you know how high I was on Empath. That was my album of the year a few mm-hmm. years ago. Um I, I still listen to it to this day. It's maybe one of the most eclectic pieces of music i've potentially ever heard um yeah this this album's going to be a trip it's going to be very interesting so we will 
get back to that at another date. Actually, we'll get back to it on when does it come out? Uh, I just had it. Where was it? Uh, October twenty eighth. Yep, I said it first though. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay. This has been a long episode. Yeah, let's wrap this. I'm gonna up. have. I'm gonna have to split this off. Um, and do some editing work because I want to push some things around. Yeah. Fifty episodes, man. Yeah, what a celebration. I wish that we could be in person to celebrate it. <laughs> what, a, what a celebration. Uh, we'll be in person at the end of the month. Yes, we, we will be. Uh, we haven't discussed this further, but I'm sure we'll record something together. Yeah, we have to. Um, yeah, I didn't think we would do like 50 episodes of this, but here we are. Uh, if you're still listening, thank you. If you've ever listened thank you uh we'll keep doing this just because you know we like hanging out and talking about music yeah it's fun for us and we hope that it provides entertainment for you yes uh i don't have much else to say just keep on yeah, rocking the free world keep on rocking the free world um yeah thanks for listening for 50 episodes and thanks for hanging out with us 